You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. So we don't have to play Where the Fuck is Brad this week. He's here. <laughs> Am I, though? Am I? I kind of feel like I'm here just in spirit. Like, I haven't recorded in so long that I'm not even sure I know how to do this anymore. I mean, you missed episode 200, but you're back for 201. You know, you didn't get abducted by Chinese spy balloons in Montana or wherever the hell you were at. So All over the place. <laughs> Or did I unleash a Chinese spy balloon without realizing it? Hmm. The world will never know. <laughs> uh, well, what are we smoking this week, Brad? It's been a while since I could say that. So this week we are smoking the, uh, I believe it is the Aging Room 101. Twelfth. Twelfth. Anniv. Anniv. It doesn't say anything about Urshery on there. It's just Anif. It's one of those where, like, you know, you ever start writing something and your font's way too big when you start, and you're like, fuck, now I run out of room to finish writing this thing. <laughs> it's like, you know, doing old school projects. Like, I'm going to make this poster, and like, oh, fuck, my letters were too big, and now I don't have enough. That's pretty much what happened here from the looks of it. I mean, it, it, it's fitting, though. I mean, it, it definitely sort of goes with uh, the theme of our show, I suppose. Yeah, because we're going to go... Well, it matches last... our tablecloth at least. Yeah, I mean, our last episode we went back in time. This one we're going back in time with something new. This new, but just set back in time, back in the day, as we used to say back in the day. And this here is a Nicaraguan puro, so it's all Nicaraguan tobacco from wrapper to filler. So not a big breakdown of various <laughs> tobaccos this time around. And you'll never guess who had a hand in developing this. <laughs> Whom is it? AJ Fernandez? Of course. Who else? <laughs> I can pretty much guess that is default on anything you smoke these days. It's like, oh, you know, blend assisted by AJ Fernandez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I kind of say that jokingly, but, you know, I mean, dude touches a lot of cigars and has a lot of influence, and most of the time... I come out with a successful cigar experience. Yeah, there's... So there, there's something to be said. From his own brand to all the stuff he does with other brands, I've not had a bad cigar that's had that kind of AJ Fernandez touch in the mixed. But yeah, this being all Nicaraguan, um, it's you know, got very strong notes of cedar, just a touch of oil on the wrapper, uh, very well constructed, like, you know, I mean, there's a couple of veins, but dude, this, I mean. I mean, a little bit uh, thinner than what we normally smoke. This is a I mean, 6 being by a, uh, you know, 54 I think. A perfecto, you know. Um, it's a, it's not a, a, a thick boy, but uh No, this just pretty offers good so a, you know, really good, well-balanced smoking experience right from the start, you know. I mean... First third, you know, nice, clean, even burn. Um, and I've not done a Room 101 in a while. Those, when they first came out, they were 
pretty good. Like we had some good ones, but they kind of got popular and their pi- price point just kept going up to it's like, I don't know if I want to experiment at the price point that they're <laughs> currently at where it's like, you know, 15, $16 a stick. But when I do break down and get a one Oh one, I've not been disappointed by any of their, uh, any of their cigars so far. Yeah. I mean, dude, this has everything that I want in a, uh, Nicaraguan cigar, you know, and what was that old a... one we used to always smoke? Was it the F 55? F 55 Quattro. Yes. And yeah, that's like, yeah, all their shit's gone. That's when they was it was still like an eight nine dollar stick when they first came out. Now it's like all their shit's like priced. Uh, well, I mean, you know, all it takes is that one big aficionado magazine to catch wind, and it's like, oh. And speaking of AJ, he's probably the one person who has not done that. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, cigars that he makes go up in price, but as far as like the AJ Fernandez brand, like. His shit is is constantly on those lists, but they have kind of remained at the same eight to ten dollar. Yeah, price and point. I mean even this one here, it's not badly priced. Um, you know, I think this is what about eleven dollar stick. Yeah, you know, it might give or take depending on taxes. You know where you locate uh, these, but um, I mean, just very well balanced. I mean, you know, I'm getting you know wood. Leather, a little bit of a uh, spice. Um, yeah, and if you can find these in your local shops, you know, of course we pick these up at the cigar shop. Uh, apparently, this one is a kind of a limited run. It was, it was uh, basically pre-sold. So they instead of making a set number of boxes, they only produced as many cigars as was needed to fill the orders re- they had already received. I think it was something like a thousand boxes, maybe. I don't know. Did I pull that? Yeah, I don't know what the uh, <laughs> what they end up. Uh, actually making but yeah so this is uh you know i guess pre pre-sold at uh, one of the shows and you know everything was just kind of produced to, to fill that order so you know it's probably a kind of a rare cigar uh so if you can find it at your local shop definitely pick one up and give it a give it a try i mean it's got but, a good start so far you know i just i, I really kind of dig it you know because so often people try to shop for cigars based on the band and this is very simple, you yeah. know, nothing over the top or, you know, eye-catching about this, it's got, um, uh, you know, except maybe some, kind of some of the, you know, gold foil accents on the, you know, 12 and what looks to be maybe a, uh, is that a golf tee? I'm going to assume that's a golf tee. Sure, why not? <laughs> but, I mean, Room 101 is kind of not... They they don't have a lot of elaborate bands. They like they put no, all I the, remember for a long they put time. everything into the cigars. Most of them just say Room One Hundred One in some kind of various color. But yes. the, as far as fancy artwork and stuff, it's like no, we're going to put everything into the cigar and not uh, the the marketing as much. Let the cigar speak for itself. Most definitely, and and right now the cigar is absolutely speaking for itself. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful smoking experience so far. And, you know, talking about anniversaries, I guess, of uh, trying to, you know, shoehorn this into the, the main topic. We said we're going to go back in time with something new. We're going to talk about That 90s Show, the sequel to that, our continuation of uh, That 70s Show. And, uh, well, I can't make a comment about fighting monsters this week, but if you want to stay awake while you're uh, smoking your stuff, get you some Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com, promo code Cigar Notes for 20% off your order. We'll keep you uh, 
naturally high. <laughs> yeah, if you find yourself you. stuck to the couch. Caffeinated. You know, after smoking, dude, like, I guess we'll get into it in the main topic, but <laughs> I got some questions that need answers. <laughs> so with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Back in the day, we're going to the 90s. <laughs> that That's still... We're so fucking old now, dude, that the 90s is considered retro. I mean, anytime we used to watch something, like, oh man, this is a cool retro show, it was set in the 70s, 70s or even the 80s. I was like, all right, yeah, I accept that as, as retro. But now they're talking about the 90s, and I'm like, fuck, I'm old. <laughs> Lennis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Uh, <laughs> I got to say before we get Jinkos. into, before we even get into like details of this, but yeah, Netflix has brought back that '70s show uh, as that '90s show uh, set in 1990, the summer of '95. I was uh, getting ready to start my junior year, but that's the thing about this whole thing is like this that '70s show. I liked it. I thought it was a funny sitcom but i didn't know that much about the 70s i mean that was i mean like, we knew the 70s based on you know the rock and roll albums and stuff yeah, that and we were like, listening to my parents were probably the age of because my parents had me when they were like 18 so they were kind of the age of the kids in that 70s show so kind of everything i know from the 70s is just stuff my parents have told me where this is like i was a teenager in 1995 and i was like Oh man, I I remember all this shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's hitting me right in the like nostalgia. Uh, you know, uh, sort of as it should. You know, in a lot of ways. I don't know. The eighties were still so much cooler than the nineties, so let's face it. Like, yeah. Like I I kind of almost wish they would have did. You know, I guess it would have been hard with the age of the cast and stuff, though, to do like. That '70s show, that '80s show, that '90s show, that didn't 2000... they try that '80s show and it just did not like go anywhere? I'm not sure. Like I, I think I remember seeing a trailer for it, but it didn't follow these kids, like you know, this family. It was like a new group of people, but yeah, that's why it didn't go anywhere. It didn't. Yeah, it, it like I mean, dude, like died right off the bat. I don't know, even know if it ever came out. Like I just remember seeing maybe a trailer, and it could have been a fake trailer. Who knows? You know that '70s show was one of the few shows I could get away with with my, you know, parents. Like after they watched a few episodes of The Simpsons, they were like, "Ah, we don't think so." And it's like, really, it's The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> it's like 
that are still on the air. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, if Bart was real, he'd be like in his thirties now. <laughs> it's the kids that never age. It's fucking Never Neverland, man. Not the ranch, but you know the Peter Pan. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, Netflix of all places, uh, which kind of assume that because they've had like dealings with Ashton Kutcher and even like a lot of the cast of that 70s show are continuously showing up in like guest spots on other Netflix originals like The Ranch for instance uh friggin' uh fr- you know, Red Kitty Fez and you know of course the main stars were uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh and uh what's his name uh so it was like yeah, it's like they're like, all right, we're already working with half this cast. Let's just bring back that <laughs> that '70s show and tell the story of the next generation. Yeah, I, and and I thought it was kind of cool that you know they they brought back a lot of the original cast that they could, minus uh, you know, one pretty big dude that used to stand out, you know, <laughs> for me, but you know. Uh, yeah, he, he going found through himself, a little uh, you know, and and some legal dramas. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was. Un- but we've got at least guest spots from all the original cast. Uh, you know, uh, whatever Topher Grace uh, as Eric, and you know, he was there for the kind of the first episode, and then uh, even uh, whatever the Donna uh, Laura Perpon. You know, she actually showed up for a couple episodes, and even Fez kind of had a big, a big yeah, role. Fez, he was in like uh, you know, two or three of the episodes, and we even got like a little guest spot by Ashen Kutzer and uh, Mila Kunis because their son is one of the new group of <laughs> basement dwellers. Yeah, I, I love that because I could always remember like I wasn't necessarily a basement kid per se, but you know. There was definitely the adult table and the separate <laughs> section of the house that, you know, nobody under the age of 21 was allowed at. So, you know, like, that was the equivalent of being a baby. Like, the 90s for us were, no, you can't hang out in my basement. Um, <laughs> you, you need to go outside and don't come back till it's dark. Okay, apparently this, uh, the band has a little message underneath. It says, no good deeds. <laughs> I wonder if that's uh interesting. The same for all. Of us. <laughs> Speaking of which, I love that cuz one of the things you know that 70s show from is the sitting around the table, camera turning to everybody and it's kind of smoky in the background cuz they never wanted to like flat out say they were cuz that was on like, you know, network TV at the time, so they didn't want to flat out say they were smoking weed, but they were smoking weed. And you get that same shot, but this time it's like Eric, Donna, and their and you know, his parents, and he's like, "Y'all are upstairs people now." How's it been? He's like, "This is so weird." I, I knew it would come, but I didn't think it would come this soon. <laughs> and then finally, he's like, "Why is it so smoky in here?" He's like, "Oh shit, I'm burning the the cookies or whatever popcorn." Yeah, I'm burning the popcorn. <laughs> Man, there is nothing worse than burnt popcorn. Oh, like working in office environments, like that, or somebody cooking fish in the microwave. Oh yeah, I worked in a factory where I had a lot of uh, Korean and uh, Vietnamese employees, and every once in a while they'd nuke some fish for some reason. And God, it stank up the home break room. <laughs> you've 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 never experienced a smell till you've smell uh, smelled uh, microwaved kimchi. 
That'll clear your sinuses right up. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some uh, off-the-shelf kimchi and start microwaving it just to see how it goes. <laughs> it's like a test. You just turn it on and see who, has to, who leaves the house first. <laughs> it's, like a but yeah, I mean, it's like a TikTok challenge. You know, this series definitely hit a little bit different because, you know, us given our age, like we can relate to being like, you know, teenagers in the 90 and, you know, the adults now. So we get both sides of the story. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, damn it. We're upstairs people now. This sucks. And also, like, watching that 70s show, like, the kids were always running off doing all kind of fuckery that the parents, like, had no clue what was going on. And even in, I feel like even in the 90s, we still had a lot more freedom to roam than kids do today. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like, I mean, you know. Like, AOL and dial-up internet was just starting, you know, <laughs> to make an emergence. Like, in like the twenty-four hour news cycle, where it was like always bad news. They were like, "Oh no, we can't let the kids out of the house because there's so much bad shit in the world." Yeah, like you know, like I said, we, we we're we're probably like the last generation of like the free generation that was just like get home by the time the fucking streetlights come on. Or wait, you, know. you had streetlights? No, we didn't have streetlights where I lived. We had like the the lights that are on the pole that like just in your backyard that the you know the fucking power company puts up. Then you know when they when they run the transformer like hey do y'all want a, a backyard light yeah sure throw that up there because yeah I, I didn't live in a subdivision I was out in the country we were, yeah I we was were that farm way people too. we didn't have that either <laughs> we had like a floodlight that occasionally the bulb wasn't blown that worked like otherwise you were sort of like I've walked these woods I know my way. Yeah, that was those is like, oh shit, I'm in the creek. I've gone the wrong direction. Yeah, that was the time where it was like, all right, if you're going to be late, call us. And it's like, fuck, I got to find a payphone because <laughs> we didn't have cell phones then. Uh, cell phones existed, but they were fucking too damn expensive. So, it Well, was not like, only that, but people are still experimenting with the, you know, big ass, like, in a box car phones. Uh, the, I think the first time I had a cell phone that was one of those, like, Nokia bricks that you could use as a self-defense weapon. <laughs> yeah. And even then it was like, it's really expensive to use. So don't even turn it on unless you're calling somebody. It's like, it's like I think I someone better be dead before you make a call on that thing. Through singular, <laughs> you know, I think was the wireless carrier when I was old enough to like actually sign a contract. Cause my parents were like, Nope, you can carry around your dad's pager, and, you know, if, if we paid you 911 or something, you know, you need to get home. But, Oh, right, here's your night. Did what was your pager code? So when you paged somebody, they knew it was you. Because that was the big thing in the '90s. It was like the yeah, everyone had to have their like you know signature code. Because you because this was before the alphanumeric pages where you could text where you, it, all you got was a number. So you had to put like an extra couple of digits in there to like let people know. I think who, I would do something like star star six nine like. <laughs> You know, because that was the only thing to do back then. Mine was uh, was 22, because that was my favorite Glock at the time. Because <laughs> that was what all the cops were using uh, back in the day was the you know, Glock 22. So that was my that was my code. <laughs> Gosh, the era of pagers and Tamagotchi. Like there was, but I I think that was kind of the cool thing about this series. It's like the meme. The the Fitbits are just Tamagotchis, and the stupid animal you're trying to keep alive is yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, you know, it didn't focus so much on the technology of the 90s, more so than just, 
you know, I I don't know. Like, yeah, it was. It, I don't think the world was any less unsafe or you know anything. Just informa- information didn't have a way to travel, you know, the way that it does now. Yeah, now we know everything is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before you know, you assumed it. People were telling you it was, but most of the time, those people had tinfoil hats and. Yeah, unless it was in your local paper, you like you didn't know shit about uh, you know what was kind of going on in the world. Yeah, so it's like you just assumed it was all good and kids were allowed to roam. Uh, but yeah, this I like this series. Because yeah, they could have laid heavy, heavy on the nostalgia of like, hey, look, here's X, Y, and Z that you remember from the 90s or this technology. And there was some of that peppered in here and there, but it was mostly about the relationship of the kids that, you know, like, the original show yeah, was. absolutely. That, yeah. But they threw enough, you know, of the adult interaction. Like, Red Foreman, absolutely still Red Foreman. And he's and the older I've gotten, the more he's like, yeah, that's my goddamn hero. I, I, like, <laughs> I understand Red now. Now that I have to deal with idiot kids. <laughs> like, my favorite quote from the entire show, and it's like episode one, where, uh, you know, Eric's kind of struggling with letting his daughter go do her own thing. And he's like, uh, you know, I, I always stand behind my kids. And Red's like, that's a great, that's the best thing you can do. Always stand behind your children because it gives you a better angle to stick your foot in their ass. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel you, Red. <laughs> it's like the things that it was, like I said, he, Red was funny in the 70s. But now that I've, you know, like you said, we're the adults now. We're upstairs people. And it's like, I agree with Red on more things nowadays. <laughs> Kind of like Burt Gummer, the first time we saw Tremors, we're like, ah, the the crazy paranoid guy is funny. And now you're like, fuck, he's right about everything. The government is, like, trying to kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the older I get, the more I'm like, Burt was right. <laughs> Be more like Burt. <laughs> the world needs more Burt and Red. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love the fact that, you know, the, the relationship between Red and Eric really hasn't changed all that much like <laughs> and he's still a fucking nerd too because it's like i mean their kid is named leia <laughs> in fact when he gets mad at her she's like he's like leia tatooine foreman and she's like her middle name is Anne. i didn't agree to that <laughs> and supposedly his like donna became a writer because she was like you know, always wanting to be like kind of artistic and i mean she was you know working in radio at sub but yeah she's like apparently a writer and Eric's teaching a college professor teaching a course on the religion of Star Wars, and like I, I remember like, like dumb college courses like that 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 were like really this is something someone can get a degree in. I mean, which you say it like it's a bad thing, but you know, I mean, it's kind of like a a gender studies degree, like <laughs> that's a very niche you know area that you're going into, like. And this was like. I don't know, when did the the prequels come out? That was like late 90s, wasn't it? So he's like, you know, kind of on the forefront because in that world, Star Wars is, supposed to, is about to make a comeback and get super popular. So yeah, this teaching about Star Wars shit may actually be a good career move for him. <laughs> you just never know. Like, you know, I'm, people have always been ahead of the times, right? And <laughs> history has a way to sort of reemerge and repeat itself. Uh, but yes, uh, the story picks up with Eric and Donna and their daughter Leia coming 
back. Apparently, they live in Chicago now. Coming back to Point Place, Wisconsin for for Fourth uh, of July weekend, and we get uh, uh, Kaylee Havarda as Leia Foreman, uh, who meets the the new next door neighbor Ashley. Whoa, I can't pronounce that name. Alfredurhide as Gwen and her brother uh, Ryan. Uh, oh no, no, Sam Morale. Fuck. Anyway, yeah. Nate, her brother, played by Maxwell Donovan, his girlfriend Nikki, played by Sam Moroso, and Ozzy, uh, played by Randall. And of course, we have the next generation of Kelso, uh, <laughs> Mace Coronel. Yeah, I can't. I don't, kids, he's just got some weird ass names, man. But of course, you got to have a Kelso in the bunch. But he's. They almost made like two Kelsos. Because you got. Uh, because Kelso was always like the hot dumb guy, where this Kelso also hot but not as dumb. No, he... and then you got the football f- his friend who is the dumb guy. Yeah, <laughs> like this version of Kelso is like no, I, I don't want to follow one hundred percent my father's st- footsteps. Like <laughs> I, I kind of see you know a little bit of the Jackie influence and less yeah. of the you know. Don't get me wrong, still some Kelsoisms here and there, but not just a complete, you know, dumbass the way that Kelso was. Yeah, and like I said, it's got they kind of split the, and then you, uh, Gwen is kind of this generation's hide, <laughs> and then you've got because uh, she's like the rebel of the group, and then you, you got to have a foreign student, uh, you know. But at this time, instead of being you know Fez, it's Ozzy who is. We kind of complain a lot about stuff today having like forced uh, diversity where this felt more like sitcoms from the 90s where it was like we got to have like a lot of, you know, a diverse, more diverse cast than uh, something that was set in the 70s. I mean, that was the thing. But it, didn't, it never felt like forced. No, like it and it didn't get, you know, like try to devolve into a, you know, political, you know, kind of thing or any like No, these were it, just it was still lighthearted, you know, people from different backgrounds that just live in the same small town looking to, you know, cut their own path in life. But I feel like nineties sitcoms you always had to have a sassy gay friend. And Ozzy is that sassy gay friend. He is fucking hilarious because he is such a dark character. He's the one with, like, the best, like, just fucking, like, insults that are just, like, he just says them so deadpan that he's like, did he just fucking say some shit to me? <laughs> he's a savage. He, he is savage as fuck. He's got some of the best one-liners in this whole we series. We don't say as fuck anymore. We just say AF, okay? Savage AF. Get with the times, Joe. We're, you know. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother. Fuck it is not why I got kicked off YouTube. It was uh, screwing on a silencer. <laughs> Fucking YouTube's like full of commies these days. Which I watched a... There was a video the other day on YouTube called Don't Let Communism Ruin Date Night. <laughs> it was talking about like, you know, kind of... Uh, somebody was scared to go into Atlanta because of... Uh, Antifa protests and it was like how to what to do if you find yourself like in a sudden riot <laughs> but yeah I was like that's probably the funniest uh, title for a <laughs> YouTube video I've seen in a while huh. 
I don't know. I, I'm not. You're not uh, here enough to keep up with local politics. <laughs> I've, I, I've heard, and from what I've heard, you know, like that's that that that's the thing is, there's no first-hand information anymore. It's always. There was a source, and then, you know, word of mouth, and, you know, hashtag start spreading, and everything else. Like, I mean, at this point, I live up in the country. Like, it's like The Walking Dead. I avoid major cities. I only go into Atlanta, like, for Dragon Con. Dude, <laughs> Seattle <it>. absolutely <laughs> has zombies. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the fentanyl, you know, pent epidemic, or whatever you want to call it, is so bad out there. Like, when we were... You know, we had rented some lime scooters and, you know, just fucking tearing up the city. And, uh, you know, like, dude, these people would be, like, hunched over, like, n oblivious <laughs> to anything going on. And, like, you would be, like, ten feet away from them. And if they became, like, aware of you, like, it was like an instant freak out. Like, they have just seen a ghost. And it's like, no, you're you're the fucking ghost. Like... Oh, there is nothing going on in that brain upstairs right now. But it's like the, it's the Last of Us. <laughs> Look yeah, out for the like fungus it was, people. Uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like I'm like, I get it. Every day I was in Seattle, it was gray, it was gloomy, it was rainy, it was cold. I'd want to kill myself too. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the '90s, <laughs> simpler times. <laughs> Oh, he just didn't have, like, all of the... Like, honestly, I think it has a lot to do with... And, and here we go. I'm gonna... You, you want a more Burt Gomer in the world, like... I mean... Water. Genetically enhanced by government. Food. Genetically modified and, you know, injected with hormones to try to keep up with the supply because we can't just let... Farmers grow crops and sell good, clean, wholesome crops. We got to get the government involved so they can, you know, inject and modify shit. You or, know. I mean, hell, it's like you can get a bag of cheeseburgers for like 10 bucks, but if you want something healthy, it costs like way more. It's by design. It's like the shit that's bad for you is all made super cheap. And you notice how, like, more and more, like, convenience stores and stuff. Like, if you're on government assistance, oh, we accept your government. Like, I'm not coming to the 7-Eleven to do my weekly grocery shopping. Right? I'm here for beer. I'm here for cigarettes. I'm I'm here for the things that are going to destroy my life. I'm, I'm not here to have a good, healthy, wholesome meal. Like, I don't know. I've, unfortunately, uh, since I can't eat large quantities of food... I have done a lot of gas station snacking while I'm on the road doing stuff because it's like there's no point in going to McDonald's getting a burger because I can only eat like a quarter of it. And so it's like, all right, let me get a you couple. You shouldn't be going to McDonald's in the first place. So I said when you're out on the road, there is no healthy option. <laughs> you just got to find the least offensive option. I've been on the road, man. <laughs> I've been there, man. <laughs> I, I was there. Like. <laughs> Holy fuck. And them bringing back, you know, fucking Tommy Chong. Good old Chong. Like, <laughs> I don't know, of all the guest uh, stars, it was like that was the one I was like, they got Chong. Because, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, 
Leia is her father's daughter and is kind of a little bit of a nerd. And she's like, this is the first time I've had friends. I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm stupid. So we're going to have a movie night and like, I got to figure out what, what kids like, because I think free Willy's too dorky. So <laughs> she goes, apparently Kelso works at their version of blockbuster. He's like, Hey, what's that movie with the dude that with and the other dudes doing things like, you mean clerks? Yeah. Clerks. I love that movie. Like never seen it. He's like, yeah, but Kevin Smith. Yeah. He's like super hot. And they're all like, Okay. <laughs> that yeah, was the funniest joke. At, at this point, Kevin Smith had not lost the weight. <laughs> no, this was still like, you know, large Kevin Smith. Looked a little bit more like me. <laughs> but it was just, uh, the whole writing joke, like she had obviously never seen Clerks and had no idea who, yeah, that Kevin Smith, he's he's super hot. And they're all like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's been checked out and not returned. So they go uh, to whoever the last person to check it out. And it was, uh, hello. Leo, uh, that was his, his own, he's like, are y'all cops, man? Fuck, I missed, Halloween, Halloween snuck up on me again. <laughs> I don't have any candy, man. <laughs> he's like, Leo, focus. If you're looking for Leo, focus, man, you got the wrong house. No, no, what I really want, not candy. Clerks. Dude, I have clerks! <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out he's recorded over clerks, and it's his uh, real-world audition tape. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? <laughs> Hell, I think it is still a thing. That's all they show on MTV these days is reality shows and sixteen-year-old uh, and pregnant or whatever that. Yeah, show I don't. Is. I don't think that they are the same caliber, though. I. I don't know. I. I really. Yeah, I've not watched a real world in hate, a long like, time. Like Rachel loves fucking drama, oh, God. and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put on my headphones. I'm gonna game. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm I'm gonna do something other than, you know, focus what the fuck is going on in this TV right now. Oh, that's the new thing. Bad reality TV. Amanda's not here this week, so I can make fun of her. Her latest thing is Hardcore Pawn. You ever see that? It was like, it was like uh, the History Channel uh, um, Pawn Stars, but set in like Detroit. So it's like Pawn Stars in the hood. And like, I never thought there was anything that would miss me or her watching fucking TikToks all day. Like I missed the TikTok robot voice after listening to these motherfuckers, uh, you know, get into fights at pawn shops. <laughs> Hardcore pawn. That's the one with the old man, the son and the daughter. And yes. Like, yeah. And everything just turns into like a fist fight or chaos. It's to Jerry Springer of pawn stars. Exactly. Like, yes. I mean, pawn stars, like, Dude, I'm sorry. Like, not every day is somebody bringing in a, you know, 68 Gibson Les Paul and, you know, oh, let me call him my expert. Like, no, all that shit is scripted like, as fuck. I've, I've seen, know? like, people that are like, oh, yeah, I went to Vegas and visit, and it's just like every pawn shop. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? Like, yeah, those guys aren't even there. They come in yeah. on the day that, like, all right, we've scheduled this many people to show up and sell you these items. Yeah, and then the rest of the time, it's like just the regular employees working there. It's almost like that uh, Antique Pickers. Like, we've got a little antique shop here in Dawsonville. It's like, Antique Pickers filmed here. And it's like, what do they do? Like, stage the shit? Because, like, in 40 years, I've not seen a single car in your parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, a, I've never actually been in that store. I'm like, I never, I was like, is this actually a store? <laughs> because it's, it's been there forever. I kind of feel like it's going to collapse if I <laughs> slam the door too hard. But then again, like now that I've lost a bunch of weight and I'm 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 buying all my clothes at thrift stores, so it's like I've been to every fucking thrift store lately. And that's where I got this weird ass like American Tiger shirt. Just cause 
it's like everything I buy is temporary right now. It's because I'm, I'm about to lose more weight. So it's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a tiger with a uh, American flag motorcycle helmet with like wings on it. I'm, I don't know, but it looked weird enough. That I'm like, I got to buy that. <laughs> Dude, people are going to assume you're in a biker gang. Hell yeah. Lords of, uh, what was that one I saw? It was like uh, Sons of Arthritis ibuprofen chapter. That's that's where I'm getting these days because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I drove through Sturgis. I've been there. I've seen things. I didn't see shit because, you know, obviously. Uh, the- yeah, unless the rally's going on, there is nothing in Sturgis. <laughs> it's just another one of those little hole-in-the-wall towns. Like, in fact, there's businesses that only open up, like, you know, whatever that big bar that's there. They're pretty much only open no, during... like the buffalo chip and stuff. They only open up during the Sturgis and the rest of the year they're closed. Well, there's a big-ass convenience store. And when I say convenience store, it's a convenience store, a flea market, a livestock ranch, a... <laughs> <laughs> like, all of the things you could imagine, like, in one. Like, it's like the Walmart... Redneck Bucky's? Uh... Yeah, if if people in you know South Dakota can be called redneck, it's like a uh, what's it the flea market buckies. <laughs> but it's like oh, I can buy beehives and bees and <laughs> all kinds of shit here, huh? Do they at least have a wall of jerky? <laughs> That's the best part of buckies. They had jerky, but I didn't feel like it was <laughs> not uh, properly manufactured. Well, I I don't know, like. When it comes to properly manufactured, I can remember driving through Alabama one time, and literally there's a trailer parked on the side of the road that's like ostrich, beef, alligator. And I'm like, all right, I'm stopping at this random-ass <laughs> double-wide trailer right now. Stop at the trailer, knock on the door, give them 20 bucks, get three bags of jerky. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ate human. <laughs> and it was delicious. It's like, we call this bag Steve. Okay. <laughs> Fucking yeah, I mean, hell, wasn't that the part of the plot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? They were running a barbecue joint on the side. They had something. I mean, you know, you come from a house of you know, slaughtering to make a living, and then they close your you know, means of income like that. That drive a man to, you know, kill him too. And then you got all these fuckers breaking into your house. <laughs> like, one person asks to use your phone, you take them to where the phone is, and then, like, four other people show up inside your house. Shit, I'd be chainsawing people too. So, I think the older you get, the more you, you cheer for the villain. You're like, yeah, fucking teenagers, man. <laughs> like, I mean, you saw how, you know, Leatherface, you know, I mean, he wasn't looking for no trouble. They, you know, forced clothes, foreclosed and confiscated his home, you know, unrightfully. And, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, play stupid games. Or you're in that stupid uh, last movie they made where he's like, well, we're trying to chill was... in this abandoned town and all these fucking hipsters come in. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. Like, oh, you don't have the title. No, I do have a title. I just can't find it at the moment. Oh, but now, like... You've got all these other people involved. Now I've had a heart attack, and oh, the paperwork was here all along. <laughs> oh, speaking of the 90s... Like, people uh... just can't, like, mind their own business. Like, the 90s was probably the last era where, you know, you had to go out of your way to hear the neighborhood gossip. <laughs> like Now there's, like, Facebook groups dedicated to it. Like, exactly. Uh... 
what is that one like next next door where it's like just people in certain neighborhoods like their private like facebook groups and they're just talking about all the shit in the neighborhood i don't know now you've gone way further than i even knew existed and only because i've heard that on because i don't live in a subdivision but i've heard people like you don't believe what i heard on uh back door next door whatever it's called on uh on different podcasts and shit uh isn't that where you can hire prostitutes Oh, never oh, yeah, mind. That's the back other page for the back door. That's <laughs> it. But I like that one episode where they, where the, she's like, I'm like just like the characters in uh, freaking 90210. And they did like the flashback with them as the 90210 kids, but they actually got Brian Austin Green to yes. <laughs> be in it. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and Ozzy was like, Good, cool story, but can I can I riff on it a little bit? And then he tells his version of the story where he's like a famous break dancer, and it's so obviously not him doing the break dance. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like '90s effects were that bad where you could definitely tell who the uh, stunt actor was. That it's like we did this shit on purpose, and it's fucking hysterical. God, maybe, maybe this isn't a. This would be an endeavor. Or when they tried to go to but, a rave. I mean, we, we've done cheesy horror movies, and I kind of felt like we've hit the bottom of the barrel there. What is the cheesiest movies from the 90s we can find with the worst oh, effects? You're going to do some research on that like, one. Like, exactly. Like, you know. Yeah, it's like... That's, that's not one we can come up with off the cuff. Because, I mean, there was a glut of action movies of the 80s, but the 90s were like... Bad in a whole different way. <laughs> Do you remember the action pack? It was, uh, I can't remember what channel it was, but it was like a weekly series of made-for-TV action movies. Joe, in the 90s, I didn't have cable. <laughs> okay, we had an antenna. And said antenna, if if the sun and the earth was positioned just right, you would get ABC... CBS, Fox Five, and uh, I'm pretty sure whatever this was channel 30... one of the major networks, whatever thirty six and forty six was. Yes, it might have been thirty six, uh, whatever WATL. But yeah, there was like for a while there was these series of made for TV action movies that were like just horribly low budget. I mean, they made a like a reboot of uh, Smokey and the Bandit. There was, I mean, there was a bunch of these just bad 90s action if movies. If you want to watch a bad 90s, just watch anything past Smokey and the Bandit 1. <laughs> uh, I mean, the further down the, you know, you get, like, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Especially when you remove Burt Reynolds 100% off the equation and it just becomes Jackie Gleason. <laughs> oh. Ah, damn it, I can't find it now. Could, apparently there's a new animated series called Action Pack, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what those fucking shows were called. Uh, anyway. I don't know. But yeah, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> I remember America's Most Wanted. That was always one you looked forward to seeing. And then In the Heat of the Night. Oh, the fucking heat, In the Heat of the Night. I used to watch that when I worked night shift uh, dispatching. Used to watch a lot of In the Heat of the Night because that shit was on like late at night on TBS, TBS or whatever. Yep. 
But you had the music in this too. Where like the first one, like I'm because I yeah, so I grew up listening to my dad's rock. So it was like yeah. So I was know, listening the seventies. You had kind of the Kiss. You know. You know. Yeah. Sort of. You know, rock and Zeppelin, roll vibe. all that shit. So, like, you know, original 70s show, I'm like, I was down for the music because that's what, you know, I was taught as a kid. But yeah, this was like, like you said, Alanis Morissette and, you know, fucking referencing clerics. It was like, like the music that popped up was like, was like, oh yeah, I remember this, this, the angry uh, lady rock of the 90s. <laughs> and it wasn't even always like the, like, I, I don't know, 90s alternative was kind of interesting because, you know, like, you would have your, you know, your Matchbox 20, your, you know, at, at this time, Three Doors Down. Like, all of these bands that 20 years later have, you know, either dissipated or exploded and <laughs> continue to do music, you know, that roll with the times. But but I feel like the 90s was, like, the pinnacle for angry lady rock. Like, you had Garbage, you had uh, freaking uh, Alanis Morissette, uh, Four Non Blondes, like... There was a lot of these like female-led kind of pop rock groups that were, they were like they you know, weren't pop, they were rock. <laughs> there was a little, a little. I mean, no doubt that. I, I mean, mean, the two thousand gave us Avril Lavigne. That what I would say would pop rock. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know. But the nineties, dude. That was it. Was, it was still that you know, was grungy. Yeah. Like, they were grungy. They were you know trying to find. A voice empower the people, like you know, like yeah, the nineties. It was either... ha- still had some very powerful music. Yeah, you know, it was either that or gangster rap. That's like the two, <laughs> the two genres we had in the nineties. And as a southern white kid, we lost listened to a lot of gangster rap, and we all thought we were hood. <laughs> I had a bandana. I knew I was hood. Okay, I carried uh... a, uh, I carried a fucking butterfly knife. You know, in case those. Goons Did you have or... the switchblade comb? <laughs> Had a switchblade comb. You know, in the 90s now, 90s, I still had hair. <laughs> I mean, it was it was thinning up top a little bit, but, you know, I always, you know, had a spiked haircut. Um, I mean, you could still rock the uh, switchblade comb. You just have to use it for a beard comb. I, dude, I cut off so much of my beard last night. <laughs> like, so much of it. Like uh, my beard, my beard was you know longer than yours, and Rachel's like, we got to do something to tame it. And I'm like, well, you're you like, know. I've been up in the wild north. I need something to keep my face warm. <laughs> it's it's weird. Colder temperatures, snow and wind. It did not feel the way that cold feels here. Which then again, I think up there, like snow and stuff hits you, it doesn't melt. <laughs> So you're not wet. You yeah, hear it's a wet cold. Yes, exactly. So I, I, I we get think more that, sleet than we do actual snow. You know, I think the being wet on top of it being cold is what makes it feel so differently here. But I'm like, it's 19 degrees, and like I still had on a long sleeve shirt, but I didn't feel like I needed to throw on a heavy jacket or anything <laughs> until like the next day we got like 60 mile an hour winds and. I'm like, I need a big jacket now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need a trim, but I'm going to a steampunk convention this week, so I'm like, I don't want to trim the beard so I can wax the mustache to you know go with my uh, uh, steampunk look. I'll, I'll I'll get a trim next week once I, <laughs> once I'm done with that. <laughs> oh, Rachel is not a fan of the mustache, but at the same time, like when I shave it, she's like, Oh hell, Jebediah's back. He's he's you know. Yeah, the only thing worse than a mustache by itself is a beard without a mustache. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, you even got to, you know, 
at least go full goatee. If you, if you go beard, a mustache only, it's just like, should you be around children? <laughs> the only man that can get away with that is Burt Reynolds, and he's dead. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Magnum P.I. He could still rock a mustache. But he's grandfather dead. <laughs> Tom Selleck, that's it. Because I had to watch Three Men and a Baby the other day. I was forced into watching that again. But I don't know. Like, this this whole, like, series, like, I was like, oh, man. Like, it was one of those that I went into it with pretty low expectation. But then I'm like, all right, there's enough throwback and enough. Like, I can relate to both sides. Like, it, it actually ended up sucking me in. And I'm like, it's great. It's kind of mindless and, you know, very sitcom And, you know, like. I know you have a hard time following series this day because just time frame. It's eight, what, no, it's like nine episodes, isn't it? Nine or ten, but it's, they're a 30 minute a piece. Like, I watched the entire series in one day. It's very, it's very easy to kind of get caught in and just surf through the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it, it really works well for me because it's, it's not so in depth that I'm trying to follow, like, to a T because I've got to, you know, talk educatedly about a talk. I don't, t- I don't know how to talk educatedly about shit anymore. <laughs> I've, I've been alone with myself for too long. I think one of the funniest articles I saw was like kids these days that are not children of the nineties going, Hey, Ozzy's wearing a, uh, an Apple watch. That's, that's not right. I'm like, Oh, children, you've never seen a Casio calculator watch. Have you <laughs> back in my day? We had watches that had calculators on them. And that's what Ozzy's wearing. Not a fucking Apple watch. <laughs> How impractical, because the buttons were so damn small. Like, even my little 90s hands, <laughs> you would still hit six different buttons. Oh, it didn't last long, but there was one that I wanted that I never got. But Casio made a watch that had a TV Universal remote built in. I wanted that just to fuck with people. Go into, like, a restaurant or something and to start changing the channel on the TV. And people, like, not be able to figure it out. But I never could get a hold of the, uh, the I, I don't think they, it wasn't as popular as the, uh, hell, you can still get, like, the retro calculator watch these days, but I don't think the Universal TV watch uh, lasted very long. Remember in the 90s when all of our teachers Remember? said, <laughs> you've got to learn to show your work because you'll never have a calculator in your pocket. <laughs> Liars, I got a calculator, a video camera, a fucking... Music device, like, I don't have to know anything anymore. Wikipedia is in my pocket at all times. And that's why we're getting dumber as a species. Yep. And that shit, the show in your work shit just pissed me off. Because, like, I can do math in my head. I know the answer to this question. I don't need to write this. Writing this shit out is a waste of paper. (laughs) Well, not only is it a waste of paper, but, too, like, it it made me start second-guessing myself. Because I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, did I move this decimal? Did I do this thing? And I'd be like, oh, no, I didn't. And then I'd be like, fuck, I had the right answer all along. <laughs> Hell, even in college, they were like, you got to know the formulas to do it, but you can use a calculator on tests. <laughs> as long as you know, you know, if you don't remember the formula to figure out the statistics or physics or whatever the fuck I was working on at the time, you're fucked. But you didn't have to actually do the math part. You just had to remember, like, how to do the equation. <laughs> I don't know. They climbed a water tower. That was pretty 90s. <laughs> and the, uh, whatever, the magical keg. 
<laughs> where they did, they just parked at a liquor store to like eat their lunch or something in the car. And they're like, are you all the people that ordered the keg and prepaid for it? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's, it's a 4th of July miracle. And then they had to go through the whole, like getting a tap, which they did that episode in the original, that 70s show where they got a, a, uh, keg. And then they were like, the whole episode was them like on an epic quest to find a tap for the keg. And I'm like, I've seen this episode. <laughs> But I love how, like, she was able to come to her own and use her debate skills and be like, oh, well. Yeah, call the cops. We'll both be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you, some kind of lawyer? No. Debate club. <laughs> oh. And glamour shots, too. When <laughs> Gwen and uh, Nikki uh, get high and become best friends, and then they're like, well, there's something I always do with my boyfriend, but I think it'd be more fun to do with you. And you're like, are we going to get uh, lesbian porn? No, we're going to do glamour shots. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the most 90s thing. Uh, I, I mean, dude, you shit. couldn't go into a mall oh, without no. like 14 different photo studios. and It's like going to any resort town and seeing the Old West photo booths. <laughs> like, fucking, there's like 15 of those in Gatlinburg alone. <laughs> but yeah. The fucking 90s, it was the glamour shot in every... And even when they went to the mall, like, fucking Red getting trapped in Brookstone with the massage chair. And it was like, oh yeah, I remember Brookstone. <laughs> Hell, I think that thing still exists if, yeah, what few malls are actually still open. Rumor has it those massage chairs are still at North Point Mall. <laughs> Probably, I, think, I think the Brookstone still exists there. Last time I went... Half of the malls closed, but like yeah. I remember, like they would, you know, conveniently place them right outside the entrance and be like, "Man, I've just walked the entire mall. I'm just gonna sit here." Uh, uh, and then the salesman comes up, three thousand hey, dollars yeah. later. Yeah, they at least got those like dollar-operated uh, massage chairs everywhere, so you you don't have to like get trapped in the Brookstone and go through the sales bit speech. Now it's the shoe shiners. Oh yeah, shoe shiners and the uh, massage guys with like the massage chairs. Those are in every. Not even the now. chairs, but the ones that have like the thing that like goes over your head. It's like, what the fuck are you, a brain sucker? Like, well, I haven't seen the head massagers. Yeah, dude. I'm intrigued. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It's this weird device. It's got like eight prongs on it, and you kind of like put it over your head. I don't know. Chicks tend to love it, I guess. I don't know. Like, for oh me, yeah, I'm just like it's like a little metal thing. You just stick on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, do you remember the hydro massagers? You know, when you want to plunge your, you know, wife yeah. or fiance, you know. Oh, sorry, it's stuck. Uh. <laughs> yeah, do you remember the uh, the hydro massagers too? It looked like a fucking like, uh, like a fucking uh, whatever space exploration. Like you're gonna freeze. It was like me a deprivation years. tank, but you know, like you would lay in it and it had all the jets and stuff. You were on kind of like a blob like thing. <laughs> I think I remember that. Remember? <laughs> That's all this show hey. did was like... Hey, make remember us... Cougars? <laughs> free hot tub? <laughs> oh, yeah, that episode. Where it's like, there's a free hot tub in the penny saver. Let's go get it. And it's like, old lady, like, y'all sure y'all don't want to try this out before you take it? And it's like, sure. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute, whose foot's that? Ooh, that's my favorite game. <laughs> oh, I remember nights like that. Uh... <laughs> Me and my buddy John got... Uh... Uh, he was, uh, there was some drunk lady at the bar we're at. And he's like, Oh, I know this lady's like daughter or whatever. Uh, 
uh, we're going to give her a ride home. And uh, she's like, yeah, I play like uh, like competitive foosball. I got a foosball table in my house. Y'all want to come play some foosball? And we're like, sure, we'll come in and play some foosball. And then we get in her house. She's like, oh, the foosball table's in my bedroom. And then we're like, yeah, we got to work tomorrow. I think we're just going to, you know, you have a nice night. I think we're going to go ahead and head out. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we almost got kidnapped by the cougars back in the day. Almost. You haven't lived unless you have been kidnapped by a cougar. <laughs> uh, and uh, Gwen and uh, Gwen's mom that hooks up with Fez. <laughs> and Fez has become like this famous um, hairstylist. And even when they showed his commercial, it's like, oh yeah, these looks like some of these weird commercials from the 90s. Where's the hair? There's the hair. Explosion. <laughs> That's like us when we try, you know, to create intros and outros for our... <laughs> uh, what do we need? Explosion. <laughs> Nathan Explosion. <laughs> oh. But... Oh, the kid's finding the bag of weed in the game of life. Oh, no, it was Candyland. He's <laughs> like, Grandma just hooked us up. What is it? <laughs> and then it's like, you know, like, I really think we should uh, just say, whoa. <laughs> they were very much more clear with their uh, drug references in, uh, in this than they, they were in the original. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, weed wasn't legal in so many states, and, you know, it wasn't, you know... What's well, the difference between being on Netflix or being on ABC or no, whatever I think, network channel I, it was I, at, I the, at the time? I think even if it was on a network station now... It would be much more upfront because it's much more socially acceptable now. You know, like, dude, I mean, like, they fucking brought up Dare. You remember Dare in <laughs> yes. school? Like, yeah, I got like a Demolition Ranch shirt that's like a make, makes that's like a knockoff of that Dare shirt. It's like, yeah, I remember all that <laughs> drug shit we had back. Now it's like, you know, fucking legal in like twenty six states or some something, something ridiculous. Like, like, we've got CBD here, you know, or the Delta Eight fake weed. Like, like it's like know, it's like, almost it, accepted everywhere at this point. Hey kids, dare drugs are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, and it's like no, no, they're daring us to do drugs, and we accept that dare. <laughs> like things that may have misfired. <laughs> it's like all right, all right, kids, you can smoke the weed, just stay off the meth. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, there's a lot worse out there than something that grows naturally from the ground. <laughs> It's like, uh, oh, what was that bad cult movie? Reefer Madness. <laughs> yeah. You gotta die. <laughs> you do any drugs, you're going to die. The, uh, uh. this is your brain on drugs, scrambled egg. <laughs> or when they tried to go to the rave. And I was like, oh, rave culture and like the the fucking outfits. Did you did you bring the uh, the uh, uh, pacifiers? <laughs> no, I brought the pacifiers. All right, what did we forget? And then like you know, fucking Ozzy's just like left him in the fucking driveway. He's got his like glow sticks and everything. He's like, I wanted to rave. <laughs> and Nunya, where did they go? They went to Nunya. Ah, where's Nunya? Nunya business. I'm like, oh, I remember Nunya business. <laughs> I still use that on the kids these days. 
<laughs> cootie shots. They didn't bring up cootie shots. <laughs> Guess they were a little old for that. And homeboy trying to dance at the rave, and he's just doing karate. <laughs> he's like, yeah, karate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, modern hardcore dancers that, you know, it's like, oh, you're doing some sweet windmills there. <laughs> Like in my day, we knocked each other out. <laughs> uh, we made friends based on how severely you were injured. <laughs> yeah, it was like there was the the rave kids, and then there was the uh, pit kids. <laughs> it's like which one did you fall into? <laughs> we didn't have glow sticks; we had mosh pits. <laughs> Wait, you didn't take glow pit, glow sticks into the mosh pits? <laughs> no, we had. Bike chains and <laughs> brass knuckles. Yeah, it's good times. It's like what? What happened? I just went to a concert. How was the concert? It was really great. I got my ass kicked. I remember that one where you came back with like a footprint on your chest. <laughs> it's like you just got like flying kicked at some point. And I never went down. <laughs> Oh, how did we survive the 90s? <laughs> the same way we survived the 80s. I like that one line. It's like, the last time we went to a rave, I didn't sleep for two days. Turns out when you pay $20 for a mint, it's not a mint. <laughs> Nobody take candy from anyone. <laughs> I had such a great time. We smoked a ham. And then we drank a ham. <laughs> wow, kids these days are really obsessed with ham. <laughs> I, that's that's always a mind-boggling thing, right? Like, I mean, I know when I was that age, like if I went down to the basement to light a cigarette or, you know, something else, guess who was there within, like, 23 seconds. Yes, yeah, the thing that never made sense about that 70s show or even this show. Like, you can smell smoke from the basement. Exactly. Like, you know. I mean, I know our cigars put off a, a, a smell that kind of drifts. Weeds puts off a lot of smell. You could definitely tell. Or even when the kids would come upstairs to get snacks, you're going to reek of, like, you know, if you've been wrestling a skunk, you know, it's like. <laughs> hey, I was a teenager. I currently live with teenagers. Like you, you're not hiding anything. <laughs> like yeah, anything you've thought about doing, we have done. <laughs> you're not getting away with the, shit, kid. The, the only thing is, we did it better. <laughs> At least our music was better. God, the things kids listen to these days. I'm like, oh god, what is this shit? <laughs> so that leads me to believe. Does does Red have a soft spot and just turn a blind eye? <laughs> or does Kitty just have such control, like... She just likes having the kids in the basement, so we're just... It's kind of like as, some as parents I'm... back in the day, like, it's alright if you get fucked up as long as you do it in our house. We don't want you going out and getting fucked up. You know, is it that kind of situation where, like, we know the kids are doing this shit, but we know they're safe if they're doing it, like, here and not out in the world? <laughs> and they just, like, make them think they're getting away with shit? When Red's is like... Your dad grew up in the 70s. I know what you kids are doing in my basement. <laughs> uh, 
and like, yeah, this had a lot more Kitty and and Red too, which I I love those characters as like grumpy grand like the one where she's like chewing out the kid for going to the rave and he's just like i'm just glad you're home kid she's like what are you doing he's like well we've lo- watched enough law and order to know there's always there's got to be a good cop and a bad cop he's like so i'm the bad cop now this is how you feel all the time it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that or when bob tries to you know give her the karaoke machine for her birthday yes. it's and... singing i'll make love to you <laughs> yeah like all right, kids, cover your ears, run away. Red's like, I got something for you. How about a Vista Cruiser? <laughs> yes, the old Vista Cruiser. You were conceived right there in that back. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, when he introduced, uh, uh, Eric introduced to the basement. She's like, it's like on those stairs is where me and your mom fell in love. It's like, ooh, did y'all have sex on those stairs? And he like looks at him for a minute. No. Looks at him again. No, no, we we didn't. <laughs> I was waiting to say, but that couch you're laying on, <laughs> we definitely had sex there. <laughs> or when she first meets Gwen, so like, so this was your mom's old bedroom. I bet her and her your dad had like lots of sex in here. Sometimes late at night, I can still hear the mattress squeaking. <laughs> it took me. Gwen was Eric's sister, right? Is that how she fits into the? Like, I was. No, um, basically... Didn't Eric have a sister in that 70s show that, like, made, He did, but the the actor that played her, uh, died. Oh, okay. So they didn't really mention her that much in the series. But no, uh, that house that Gwen and her brother lives in used to be Donna's house, but her dad moved to Florida, apparently, and they're, like, renting that house now. So they're the new next-door neighbors. Ah, okay. Not related to, to them. Yeah, because Bob moved to Florida or whatever after. <laughs> so he shows up dressed like fucking uh, Don Johnson from Miami Vice. <laughs> I brought you some fresh oranges. <laughs> Old Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like when, remember when video stores had the, the porn section. And <laughs> Kitty's like, oh, look, there's Pastor Mike, Dave. I'm going to say hi. And then he's like, oh, that was unholy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember a blockbuster having that though. Not around here anyway. Like there used to be like a little video store that was inside a gas station. Like the the like race I, the racetrack at one point had a video store connected to it and that one had a porn section cuz we used to steal porn from there all the time. <laughs> like I can I can remember like, you know, private like non-chain rental places, you know, yeah. having that and it was always like Corned off by a curtain are the beads. <laughs> yeah. But but old corporate uh, blockbuster, no, there was no... <laughs> you had to go to the local video store to find the porn section. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like when Kitty's like, if y'all get bored, I found this box of your dad's like records and old games they used to play. There's also a stack of magazines I don't think he wanted me to find. I threw those away. There's a lot of redheads. He definitely had a type. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel you, Eric. I feel you. Ah. <laughs> uh... Such a great series. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's been renewed for season two. And we'll get to the next summer. <laughs> See how the whole thing, like as we're wrapping this up, her liking Gwen's brother at the end. I was like, that kind of came out of nowhere. I'm like, the fuck? 
Like this whole time she's trying to get Kelso and then like Kelso breaks up with her because he doesn't want to be like having a long distance thing. And then she's like, it's kind of nice talking to somebody that just like talks to me like a regular person. And then, you know, him trying to make out with her after he's like been making out with uh, <laughs> Nikki this whole whole time. I was like, that was that was kind of a weird twist to end on. <laughs> but high school, you don't think about it like. You're going out with somebody, like, they're probably not the best match, and then all it takes that one conversation, and, you know, it's like, and oh, she- that puppy love that I thought, you know, like, you know, I mean, that's that's the start of, you know, really, I guess, trying to, you know, figure out future plans and whatnot. Like, do they say what? Like, I mean, it was just that 90s show, like, is she a freshman? Is she a junior? Like, I don't know, because she... They had her 15th birthday, so she's 15. So however old you would be in uh, whatever grade you'd be in at 15. Which I think uh, probably freshman going into sophomore year, maybe. So. But thinking it, it's always easier to talk to chicks when you're not looking for chicks. So him being in a relationship, that's why he's talking to her like a normal person because he's not trying to get any because he's... Already. already getting any, but then it's like, it kind of backfired. Cause he's like, Oh, by being a normal, nice dude, this girl, she now likes me <laughs> and she's being kind of a normal, nice girl to me because I'm not trying to get into her pants. Cause I have a girlfriend and then they're like, Oh shit. <laughs> Damn it. That's why that always happens. <laughs> huh? Oh, you just solved the, the mystery for, Guys everywhere. <laughs> Just be a normal dude. Yeah, that doesn't work. I don't know how to be normal. <laughs> I've not been normal. In, in, in or out of a relationship. There's no normal for me. <laughs> what uh, is normal, man? So what do you think of uh, this here cigar? It's good. I really enjoyed it. I, I've got to build my smoking tolerance back up because... <laughs> You need to get your travel humidor and take it on the road with you so you can keep up your cigar uh, uh, levels. It's cold outside. I'm not sitting outside in the cold, okay? <laughs> and I'm not smoking a cigar in the company truck. Somebody already smoked weed in it before I got in. I was like, good God almighty. Like, That's why I drive my truck. I don't smoke in my car, but my truck, I don't care. I got an ashtray in there. And a, and a sunroof. I just open the sunroof and it sucks all the smoke out, so... It's like the the smoke doesn't linger as much in the truck as it does the car. So I'm like, if I want to drive and smoke, I'm, I'm taking the truck today. Oh, well, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, go watch that 90s show. Go smoke you one of these Room 101s. Hell, smoke any of the Room 101s. I've not had a, a bad one yet. And we'll be right back with some science. Close your eyes. Make a wish. And go out. Tonight is just your night We're gonna celebrate All through the night Pour the wine Light the fire Girl, your wish is my command I submit to your demands I
back. It's time for some science. I'm ready to learn some science. Well, we got uh, apparently cannons used as, uh, well, the English call them bollards. But you know those like concrete uh, things that we have here that keep you from running up over the curb? They put them around the gas tanks. and That back in the 90s we would try to, you know, hurdle over and rack our, you know, <laughs> nuts on. Well, apparently there's a been an urban legend uh, that uh, some of the bollards in London are actually repurposed cannons. And turns out, as the city's been digging up a few to, to uh, repair, it's true! Uh, so yeah, uh, basically a bunch of, uh, cannons that were decommissioned, they just planted in the ground and either stuffed an oversized cannonball in it to plug the barrel or filled them with concrete, or in some cases just left them as is. So anyone who, uh, like you said, uh, we were trying to leap over, uh, pylons, uh, actually had a cannon pointed at their junk briefly. <laughs> Although I got to say, like, you know, most of the time when used as a barrier, they're pointed straight up. That would be all bad, you know, should you find yourself in need for it. Like, all right, fire away. Oh, shit, incoming. Because <laughs> what goes up will come down. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah, so basically Isn't they... Isn't there a guy here in Dawsonville that has a bunch of cannons and stuff out in front of his house still that... I know there's uh, whatever... Um... Appalachian uh, Gun and Range has like a couple cannons out front. Oh, uh, so yeah, it's not uncommon to find a, a cannon here and there. Little cannons, like it's always surprising to me how loud the boom actually is. Yeah, that that was in the days before hearing hear, hearing pro. <laughs> no wonder pirates couldn't you know, hear very well. It's like you're not making any sense. Yeah, that's because I can't hear myself try to pronounce the words I'm trying to say. R. So yeah, you know when modern navy ships uh, kind of moved away from from cannons, uh, the British found a way to recycle uh, them by using them. There's even a, a few places that they've uh, uh, one of them being the Campbell Estate, where the chain link fence around the building is actually made from World War II uh, uh, military stretchers. <laughs> to do something with all that leftover material anyway. Taxpayers spent good money on that kind of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, next time you're wandering around London, take a look at the at the bollards you're passing. One of them may be a cannon. Or at least a replica cannon, because once you start using cannon barrels, you're like, we need some new ones. We don't have any more cannon barrels. Fuck, we're going to have to make some fake cannons so they match all the other ones we've already planted in the ground. I'd be like, Joe, I'm in London, and I've hit my bollards on a bollard. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Ash in one of the open-top ones, and it's still got a little gunpowder in there. <laughs> oh, like, shit! <laughs> scared the fuck out of you. Well, speaking of uh, the English, did you know uh, Chef Julia Child was actually a shark-fighting secret agent? So I'd heard the rumors that she was like... And whatever the British, you know, equivalent of like the Secret Service or CIA or something to that effect. I didn't know like how true those rumors were, but well, apparently some like new like declassified uh, stories and stuff that have come out. Uh, it wasn't the the British version. She was in uh, what would eventually become our CIA, the uh, 
the off where is the, the the OSS offer Office of Strategic uh, Services. So yeah, she uh, during World War II she tried to volunteer for uh, the Navy, Navy and Women's Army Auxiliary Corps uh, for the Army, but was not accepted because she was too fucking tall. Well, that was the thing, dude. Like watching her cooking show, I was like. Dude, she looked like a fucking beast. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't want to go toe-to-toe with this woman. Like, dude, yeah. she would make Gordon Ramsay her bitch. <laughs> yeah, so since she was too tall to join the Army, she applied to the newly created Office of Strategic Services and ended up in basically the uh, their, like, research division. And one of the projects she worked on was trying to come up with a shark repellent. Because apparently, you know, ships going down during World War II, crossing the Atlantic, sharks became a great fear. Uh, you know, there was a couple stories where <clears throat> boats went down and people got eaten. Or even pilots were like, they wanted like planes that had longer range because they didn't want to go down over water. Because <laughs> they were afraid of sharks. So like the government was actually using or uh, working on a shark repellent. They even came up with one called Shark Chaser, which said was only like maybe 60% effective, but it the psychological benefit of like pilots and people carrying these canisters of shark deterrent that may or may not work actually improved morale because they believed it worked. So they weren't as scared as in, of ending up in the water and having to deal with sharks. Jaws be gone. <laughs> I mean, Batman had a can of shark repellent back in the 60s i wonder if that was some uh, julia childs worked on that project <laughs> but yeah I, I i heard she like had a badass like history like i i i don't know i don't remember when i kind of heard rumors of that i want to years ago but you know it's kind of like all the rumors of those people from people from back in the day we don't know that i mean there's always the rumor that you know freaking mr rogers was some like you know, fucking badass dude back in the day, which I don't think any of that ended up being true. But yeah, apparently, you know, uh, she she was in the spy game for a bit. Uh, you know, mainly you know in science and whatnot. But you know, what is cooking but science? <laughs> you're mixing chemicals, and so you're making a cake instead of shark repellent. Or maybe the cooking was the shark repellent. It's like. If I make a dish more tastier than me, the shark will go for it first, be full, and leave me alone. <laughs> There's your science. Oh, and in other news, Massachusetts uh, proposes a bill where prisoners can trade organs for less prison time. Yeah, we're it's becoming Soylent Green, uh, fucking any bad sci-fi movie where it's like, the government is now harvesting organs from people. I mean, how long have they been putting organ donor on licenses? So this new bill proposed by Massachusetts Democrats uh, proposed that prisoners could be offered a chance to donate their organs or bone marrow in exchange for up to a year off their prison sentence. Uh, right now, apparently, prisoners cannot donate organs, uh, except in a few outlier cases where they can donate to uh, family members. But this bill may... Uh, it's HD3. 3822 if you want to look it up may is unlikely to pass because it may it's kind of you're not allowed to 
sell organs for profit. So this kind of might fall under that, uh, that category. You know, they're not getting paid for said organs, but they are getting benefiting from the, <laughs> the organ donation. And the Massachusetts department of corrections was like, we were not consulted on this bill. So don't blame us. This is some fucking politicians bullshit. I mean, I think it's one thing, you know, you know, if somebody reaches out to, you know, said prisoner and is like, hey, you know, this person needs a kidney. You're in here for life. Do you want to do a good deed? Now, that good deed should not come from, hey, we're going to, like, we, our justice system already has a fucking problem with, okay, I understand you got 29 convictions. Um, we're going to roll We're going to go ahead and reduce, you know, yeah. y- your sentence and everything else. And then people's flabbergasted when fuck a dude runs off and, you know, commits the 30th crime. Like, because oh, you got to have an even number. Well, the justice system has fa- blah, blah, blah. Like, there is no justice system at that point. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it, it just. Yeah. And people are always already complaining that more people end up in jail because of the for-profit private, uh, like prisons are a corporation. Like a lot of these things are like privately owned and for-profit. How far is it before they start like, you know, just basically running an illegal, uh, organ harvesting <laughs> group out of these prisons? Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, it, it could theoretically be for the better good, but eventually somebody's going to corrupt the shit out of that. Well, I mean, I, I think it strictly needs to be, hey, you've got an opportunity to, you know, maybe do something good for somebody else. Like, not shaving any sentences, not giving you any earmarks. Like, here, here, here's an opportunity. Great. You don't want to take it? Great. You do want to take it? Great. Like, but for there to be this, well, you're serving 25 years, <laughs> so we'll we'll knock it down to 24, and the the dude will end up serving two years somehow. Like, yeah, apparently it's like the uh, no less than 60 days, no more than a year, uh, <laughs> or what they're offering if this actually passes. And we alluded to it earlier in the show, but suspected spycraft seen flying over the U.S. Uh, uh, Chinese officials are now claiming was just a lost weather balloon. Yeah, I've heard that cover up on, you know, Area 51. You're like, fucking, that's always the go-to government. Uh, no, no, just a my, weather balloon. My thing is, we let it drift over the entire U.S. continent, you know, continent for the sake of, quote, safety for not wanting to shoot it down and... When it was like, in the middle of nowhere fucking Montana, there was plenty of places to crash that but, bitch. But, you know, like, tenfold hat time. <laughs> yeah. What is this story trying to cover for the story they don't want us to know? Yeah, some shady politician. Hi, uh, China, did you get everything you need? All right, cool, we'll shoot it down now. <laughs> like. So, yeah, they waited until it left South Carolina was over the ocean before they finally shot it down after it had been you know floating across the US for a week but yeah no no it was not a spy satellite it was just a weather balloon bullshit I'm assuming this thing was unmanned like this isn't just a hot air balloon with cameras on it right 
from the pictures, it's a huge balloon. They said like the size of like three buses, but it had like some kind of thing with solar panels hanging underneath it. It looked almost like a satellite, but hanging from a big ass balloon. So it was not being controlled by wind, obviously. Like, because yeah, you got it... no control over wind direction. Like, so it tells you somebody had to be controlling this thing and remotely. Just coincidentally came, like, through Alaska all the way down to, like, right through Montana and places that have our nuclear <laughs> silos and just happened to drift over several kind of secretish uh locations yeah that sounds a little more than just luck of the wind to me yeah i don't know there's a bigger story i mean if you go back to like world war ii like japan already like they had hot air balloon bombs that they released that floated over to the u.s and would would with the intention of like starting wildfires. And I think one actually went off and like killed somebody back then, but this is not a new, uh, a new trick from that side of the world. It's just China instead of Japan this time. But yeah, it's, it's not like we've not seen this shit before. I just think that there is a bigger story somewhere. And this just serves as a distraction because too quickly did people pivot to, well, when Trump was in office, there was a one that crashed outside of Hawaii. Like, hmm. Crashed outside of Hawaii versus, you know. Floated entirely across the U.S. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, dust off your tinfoil hats, kids, because as, as days goes by, everything that's a conspiracy theory turns out to be conspiracy not theory <laughs> it's just the way things go these days and in the latest episode of where the fuck is brad we don't know he's locked somewhere in some kind of you know <laughs> black cia black site yeah like what did he do i don't know he speculated that there was more than you know meets the eye here uh, he didn't go with the program <laughs> but that's all i got for you this week uh if brad's not uh, in a cia black site we'll see you next time <laughs> What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news! This is a collaboration between Brad Jackson and Smoking Joe for all the <laughs> extra yeah. research that went into developing this segment. Yeah, I just keep grabbing stories just in case you're not here and I have to come up with them at the last minute. It's a lot easier to do it like during the week than trying to find it all on recording day. I mean, I literally just did that for like three <laughs> articles, okay? Three. That was my contribution. It was almost a 50% effort. Good job. All right, so uh, let's talk about Dungeons & Dragons coming up in March. This looks so much more action-packed and intense than, you know, the Dungeons <laughs> yeah, & Dragons. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, and the trailer, this says March. It doesn't give us an actual date, so I'm not even sure when. You keep talking. I'll Google it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly when in March, but based on the trailer, like, dude, if you're into, you know, fantasy, role-playing, like, this seems pretty legit, um, you know, from my remembrances of uh, my days of sitting in Mom's basement with Bunyan's and Mountain Dew, uh, you know rolling the dice um well apparently it was supposed to come out march 3rd and got pushed because there was another major movie coming out then so we're looking at march 31st currently unless it gets moved again apparently creed 3 was coming out that day and they were like no we're not competing against creed <laughs> i mean i kind of feel like you might be i think it's like a different audience different yeah <laughs> I'm not going to say that, you know, somebody that's into boxing isn't going to be into D&D or somebody that's into D&D isn't a boxer, but... Oh, speaking of boxing, there was a trailer I saw that I didn't add to the list, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, But I mean, this looks legit. I mean, you got, you know, a good mix of different classes, different, you know, challenges, some traps, um, good character... From what I can tell, I'm just hoping that unlike the next trailer, that this two minutes and 25 seconds didn't just tell the entire story. <laughs> it is a DC movie. They're known for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my segue uh, is just that. DC, <laughs> stop giving away your entire story like you did with Shazam, you know, that's coming out on March 17th. Yeah, that was trailer had a lot of information in it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. But I gotta say, the first Shazam movie, because it's a DC movie, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to see that in theaters. But once it hit HBO Max, I watched it, and I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it was I, I actually a fun movie. Me, you know, saying, hey, dude, like, if you haven't seen this, it's actually all right. I think I remember watching it on an airplane at some point. I mean, it was better than Black Adam, which I kind of liked, but yeah, it was the first one was good. So I'm, I, I mean, I liked the guy who's playing Shazam. He, every time he shows up in something, it's I tend to like him. So I have hopes for this movie, but yeah, like you said, the trailer may have given away the entire story. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, thanks for showing me all the cool things. Um, and, and and that's sometimes my problem doing this news segment is it's like, man, this would have been such a great movie had I not already seen these scenes in the trailer. Like, then again, it's like great of a movie that if those two or three minutes like i'm hoping i'm hopeful there's a lot more substance to this than just you know like I, I i know in the past like marvel did a great you know job of giving us a trailer and then being like haha that really didn't happen that was a <laughs> yeah flashback oh yeah it's like i mean they're constantly putting in characters into scenes that aren't in those scenes just to just to fuck with you yeah so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, somebody like a James Gunn that's been on both sides of that can, you know, kind of... Right the ship. Yeah, <laughs> better yeah, direction. You know, and, 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 you know, sometimes less is truly more. You know, that's, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Like, you know, leave me some stuff to be like, oh, that looked cool watching it, you know, from my phone or my laptop. I want to see more cool, more cool shit like that on the big screen. Uh, as we move right along, um, 
a, a little series by the Terminal List uh, has been renewed oh. for a season two, which I am super excited for. Yes, uh, and not only that, but we're getting a prequel series as well. Yes. So, I mean, that's like a twofer. Yeah, so we're going to, I guess, uh, follow Ben Edwards' character as his, like, you know, going from SEAL to CIA and, uh, you know, I guess figuring out how he became such a douchebag in the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's going to be kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Do you think they're going to release the prequel before they do the sequel? I don't know, because they just announced both, so I don't know what their kind of filming schedule's going to be. Because I... In, in my head, I would kind of like to flash back and kind of get, you know, the gist mm-hmm. of why everybody's headspace is where it is. I mean, I've read the books, so I know from the books, you know, yeah, I kind of got a general idea time. where season two is going to go, but uh, we don't know a whole lot about Ben's backstory. So, and I, I liked that character, even though I knew where he was going to end up from reading the books, but uh, kind of like to see what he does when he's still a good guy. <laughs> but I kind of, you know, at the same time, like, you know, I, I want to think just because I've read the novels, right? Like, oftentimes when there's adaptations and that sort of thing, it's not like, yeah, they, oh, this is just going to be a 100% retelling, you know. And they differentiated enough from yes. the novels in the, the first season that I was still... There were still surprises, so I'm assuming they're going to do that with the second season, but still kind of staying true to the the heart of the story. But yeah, we should get because uh, I know season two we get uh, Rafe Bank. Uh, Rafe is it Rafe Banks? But anyway, Rafe uh, Hastings, Rafe Hastings. So, and I think he's character is going to be part of that prequel series too. So they may do that first to introduce Rafe before we see him in uh, season two. That's one character I'm, I'm super stoked. Yeah. I really love Drake's character in the novels. Yeah, he's a badass. So yeah, it's uh, so yeah, if if we uh, if we're going back to uh, to uh, following their seal days and whatnot, uh, it should be interesting seeing a little bit more. So yeah, I think that as far as storytelling goes, it would probably make more sense to do the release the prequel first to introduce the characters that are going to be big in in season two, and also uh. God, I can't remember his name now, but uh, uh, Boozer uh, is supposed to be in the prequel series as well. So, yeah, we'll get to see more of his character. Yes. Yeah, True Believer was a badass novel. Yeah. So, uh, moving right along, I'm going to jump back to James Gunn, because James Gunn's kind of given us an idea of his direction and what is in store for the DC Universe. Lots of talk and rumbles, and a lot of folks unhappy about this, but uh, we're going to reboot everything. Uh, hit the reset switch, if you Yeah, will. things are so fucked up in DC that he's like, he's, he's like, I've got to. He's like, everything that's already in production, we're going to release, so we've got Shazam, uh, Flash, and uh, another Aquaman movie. But then after that, the universe is doing a reset, and James is going to start telling his own story starting in, I think, 2024 is the first release of the new DCU. Well, um, so as of right now, the Superman Legacy movie that we talked about at the cigar shop, that is slated for a July 11th, 2025 release. Not 25, then. Yep. Yeah, he's announced, what, five movies and five 
TV series uh, that they're going to be doing under his guidance. Yeah, I think you got the Authority, the Brave and the Bold, um, which is going to be the new Batman movie. Uh, Amanda Waller's getting her own series, which those two, uh, uh, I guess, also have the the uh, whatever. Oh, fuck, what's what's the damn dude's name? Freaking John Cena. Yeah. His team is going to be the uh, Peacemaker. I think is going to be part of that series. Something called like whatever Monster Force or <laughs> some shit is going to be. It's like a kind of a uh, a Suicide Squad team made up of monstrous uh, characters. So yeah, he's he's doing the Guardians of the Galaxy thing and picking some of like weird, uh, not widely known DC properties to now turn into series and movies. Well, I mean, you've got Supergirl. I think most folks, you know, will know her if they're familiar with the DC, you know, universe and Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, Swamp Thing, which is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty obscure. Like, I think I remember getting a copy of that comic or something from the 90s. Yeah, it's one of those that kind of people don't realize that Swamp Thing's a DC character a yeah. lot. Well, I mean, this is back, like, I think Wes Craven had actually did some stuff with that. Um, or will be. Um, DCU t- uh, TV shows will be Creature Commandos, uh, Waller, Lanterns, and then Paradise Lost. Uh, not to be confused with Dante's Inferno. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think that, you know, James Gunn having so much hand on, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because his Suicide Squad movie was pretty good yeah. of the of the DC movies. So. so I think stuff where he gets to play with, you know, creatures, extra... extra ugh, um extraterrestrial life forms, that sort of thing. Because I think that Creature Commandos also has the weasel that was kind of the funniest character of, uh, even though he, you know, thought he got killed and then he popped up again at the end of uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So (laughs) it should be interesting. Yes, absolutely. So I don't know, you know, I mean, it might be good to see, you know, some some different sides and to see what you know he brings to the table and if this ship can ultimately be you know righted once and for all <laughs> at least some kind of like continuity to it all yeah. uh speaking of creatures and strange beings and whatnot uh stranger things season five uh should be set to begin f- filming this may so um <laughs> It still holds the uh, title for, you know, most watched streaming series of all time. So we should, if they're filming in May, we'll probably get that either end of the year or sometime next year, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, they're projecting sometime in 2024. Probably be in my, like, my wedding weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, love that. Oh, pop-up ads. Yay. Uh, little 90s nostalgia. Remember a little animated series called King of the Hill? With Boomhauer. And speaking of our uh, tinfoil hats. Uh, <laughs> yes. Old Dale Gribble. Yep. So uh, apparently um, Hulu is uh, 
officially announced that King of the Hill is getting a revival. Nice. I mean, the what are Paramount brought back Beavis and Butthead, which I've still not gone and watched any of that. I mean, I, I did the trial to watch it. Um, it was it was good at the same time. Like it was one of those that it almost kind of felt polished <laughs> in some regards. Like, it was almost too well done. Oh. Like I, I don't know. Um, just felt a little bit different, but it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was definitely Beavis and Butthead, and it was good. Just. There's not enough on Power Mount, Paramount for me to subscribe, but yeah, I may do the the preview just to watch Beavis and Butthead and <laughs> cancel it. But uh, Mike Judge, C- Greg Daniels um, will return to executive produce. Um, you know, the or- original cast will be coming back as well. Um, so, I mean, this should, for all intent and purposes, feel very much like, you know... Um, King of the Hill, as we knew it on. Was that a Fox? Yeah, show? yeah. it was Fox back in the day. So, I don't know. We'll just have to uh, keep our eyes uh, peeled. And as we move right along, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Well, apparently, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence announced that Bad Boys is getting a fourth film. Sweet, because, I mean, after the whole slapping Chris Rock thing, they, the, for a while there, that movie was kind of up in up in air of whether or not we'd actually see the fourth uh, Bad Boys movie, even though they teased it at the end of uh, Bad Boys Forever. So, uh, even though that movie kind of wasn't as good as the first two, it was still good enough that I was like, I want to see another one of these. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, yeah, I mean, they both made the announcement that it's officially on the way, and, you know, yeah, it goes on to say that Lawrence yelled, you know, it's about time, and, you know, Will Smith chimes in saying bad boys for life, baby. You know? <laughs> nice. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I thought that the other film was pretty decent. It was well done. I mean, it it still felt like bad boys. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll be curious, you know, maybe Will Smith can keep his hands to himself and, uh, <laughs> you know, Chris Rock can, you know, not talk down on somebody else's wife. Maybe like, Chris Rock will have a, a guest spot in it. <laughs> that would be funny as shit. So, yeah, here we are. And, uh, boom, boom. Any other news, tidbits? You had mentioned something that you had seen? Yes, there is a trailer called Big George Foreman. Uh, apparently they're doing a biopic of George Foreman. Uh, you know, the a boxer and creator of the George Foreman grills. <laughs> and this follows his, it not just like his kind of origin, but it goes through him winning his first you know, world heavyweight champion. But then if you remember back in the, that he came back as an older man and still kicked ass and got another heavyweight championship of the world. So it, this kind of goes... Looks, I mean, as a young man, he kicked ass. And then as an old man, he got that old man strength. Hell yeah. And made a bunch of money off of grills. And this is going to kind of cover that whole story of his original kind of uh, triumph and his uh, comeback. Uh, it's scheduled for April 28th, 2023. So that will be uh, coming out later this year. Uh I'm going to be at the Atlanta Steampunk Expo this weekend. Uh, they just released their schedule, and we are doing a cigar and whiskey meetup, I believe, on Friday night of the con. So if you're in uh, in the area and you're coming to Atlanta Steampunk Expo, 
me and the ginger avenger will be uh be around the fire pit having cigars that night come uh come say hi uh you can check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com we're on the eso network at esonetwork.com we're on facebook instagram twitter youtube at cigar nerd pod we're at cigar nerd podcast on youtube just started a rumble page which is also cigar nerd podcast there's just like only one video up there yet but this video will be going there um get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com promo code cigar nerds get your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com i've got to order some new shirts here soon and with that don't forget to put your foot in people's asses when they need it and this has been a recording of the cigar nerd podcast with your hosts smoking joe and brad jackson join us next time for more adventures in nerddom This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.